Hey guys, welcome back to another week of TechCast with me, Nine. Me, Four. I'm Two. <laughs> me, Two. Anyway, we're back with another great new uh, weekly story. Today, I will be hosting as Nine, and I'm here to educate these fools on what's been happening last week. And there's been some, I want to say it's been a busy week. You know, usually we have a, a lot of uh, news coming out, but it's been kind of slow, but the stories we have are substantial. So... You know, let's okay. let's get moving. Let's get moving. You know, let's get into the news. Come on, hit us so, with it. So first things first, right? PayPal has made news by going into the cryptocurrency market now. Oh, wow. so this is big, right? Uh, you guys know uh, PayPal is one of the, I guess, a really it's a huge uh, what's it called uh, avenue for a lot of, I guess, young people with uh, payments and stuff like that. Not as much as Venmo, but you know they also own that, so it's fine. But it's been widely grown up. It's been more accessible, and now they're even mm-hmm. becoming much more accessible with the fact that they're entering the cryptocurrency market. So wow. you're able to buy, hold, sell cryptocurrency directly with your PayPal account. Uh, at the moment, it's only limited to four. So you got, uh, uh, what's it called? Bitcash, Litecoin, Bitcoin, and Ethereum are the four supported right now. Yep, Interesting. And only for the United States. Uh, it'll be slowly migrating out to users. So it's not a one-hit launch thing. It's more kind of like a transitional period for a lot of USA uh accounts out there and so is this like buying bitcoin directly yes so essentially you'll be buying uh any amount of bitcoin directly from the funds from your paypal account and you're able to hold it and sell it at any time now follow-up question to this because i know a big thing in the u.s is now recently with um the different tax policies in place you have to like claim all the bitcoin and like stuff you bought i think it's like classified as an asset or some shit right Mm -hmm, but mm -hmm. Whatever it may be, does PayPal actually help you with those tax forms, or are you still on your own for that stuff? I assume they do. I, if I remember, uh, I don't know if you guys work with PayPal a lot, but uh, with PayPal, they kind of sometimes do uh, tax uh, statements and stuff like that if you kind of change your account to kind of like a, a work or a merchant account, mm-hmm. right? So I don't know how well that extends with cryptocurrency. Uh, mm-hmm. This is still a new thing, and I, I believe you know that type of support would be calling migrated and probably be added soon uh but definitely yeah because coinbase i could speak from coinbase like my old experience in coinbase right like unless you have a coinbase like pro account or some shit you're kind of on your own for taxes right which is a pain in the ass but that was just my general question here. yeah but i mean again like uh good thing look cool thing about coinbase and paypal is like everything's there uh you know, statement wise you know it's all it's all pretty much organized you know and paypal has been kind of a forefront and like keeping you know that kind of information easy accessible for users to digest. So this is really cool. Uh, what, what do you think uh, for? You know, I think it's really interesting, right? Like I'm kind of happy to see the cryptocurrency market, like in, you know, all these new like innovations happening, even Same. though that the crypto bubble is like popped still and like, hasn't really recovered. And I don't know if it ever popped. Will, isn't but... Bitcoin at like 12 grand. Yeah, but the bubble still popped, right? Where's all the hype? The hype is gone now. Like, you know, you don't have, like, everyday people buying cryptocurrency anymore. That's back true. To, like, investors. It's turned into just, like, an investment now. It's not, like... It's not a people that. currency. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. For the people. By the people. But it's, co- it's cool to see people still moving forward and innovating in the space. I like it. So, to give a little more uh, clarity on this type of news, right? Um, Dan, uh, the president chief uh, officer of PayPal, he said that... This is a, a the shift to cr- cryptocurrency was inevitable, right? It brings clear advantages in terms of financial inclusion and accessibility, its efficiency, speed, and reliability of the payment system, and the ability for governments to distribute these funds to civilians quickly. 
All right, well, I can't wait for Venmo to have it because, like... Uh, yeah, I saw... Oh, well, actually, thank you for saying that, too, because cryptocurrency for Venmo will be planned for the first half of 2021. Oh, Woo! man. Now, and that's That's big. interesting. This so, is big for one important reason, and I think nine, you brought this up. I mean, I'm sorry. I think four, you brought this up last TechCast. Venmo has its new debit card, right? Yep. Yeah. So, like, all those debit cards will actually be crypto-enabled debit cards now, which is going to be insane. Ding, ding, ding. Exactly. So it's going to be big. Not to mention that, like I mentioned earlier, Edmo is hugely popular with the younger audience. I'm talking about college students, even high school students. Um, it's well, wildly popular. there's your bubble. The bubble is returning. The bubble's come back. Now, also, uh, further news, investors really like this. Uh, <laughs> uh, really like this. Uh, after, after this uh, news is dropped, uh, even though the NASCAR dropped 0.3% uh, that day, PayPal rose 5.5%. Eh, not surprised. And, and it's his highest ever closing uh, share price to date now. Look, if any of you guys run a company and it's running on the stock market, one, I doubt you're listening to us on this podcast. But if you are... Hello, best with me. <laughs> if you are, just say the word crypto, AI, machine learning, and boom, your stock's going to go up 10%, right? I can pretty much guarantee it overnight. So you're right? saying if I like, say it's buzzwords, blockchain... Buzzword. People love buzzwords. I don't know what it is. So if I was yeah, to blockchain, do money and show up in my account instantly, or is that like a three to five business day wait? What, what Doesn't matter. You said crypto. The boom, five percent went up. I gotta start saying that word more often. By the way, let's crypto, move on. Crypto, 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 crypto. This podcast is now worth a million dollars. Anyway, next big news: we're gonna be talking about Intel. Okay. And now we're going the other spectrum. You know, PayPal did well. Intel, eh, seen better days. Hmm. So Intel's chip sales fell short. Uh, and, wow. and and as a result of that, shares a slide ten percent. So this is, I, I think, a really good indicator of how the market is moving. And in terms of because of the pandemic, what kind of things we are right now. Mm-hmm. Essentially, Intel missed their third quarter uh, revenue estimates for its data center chips units. And data uh, center chips. Yes. So okay. mostly the sales of chips in general, right? Uh, this is they they claim that the pandemic rips it. Uh, pretty much destroyed sales, only really having government and business uh, customers. And it pretty much fell from 7% from uh, to 5.9 billion. Mm-hmm. Good amount, but fell short, uh, essentially. But they, they, they also say the pandemic have gave Intel a boost in terms of laptop sales. So, you know, as employees and students, uh, you know, have now suddenly migrated to work from the off from home, right? You know, people have been, you know, spurging on laptops and stuff like that. So in that aspect, they're doing well. But in chips and data centers, you know, since, you know, it hasn't been working well and the whole pandemic has been mixing everything up, it's been kind of hurting them a little bit. So what do you guys you know, think this about is this? Interesting. Mm-hmm. This is really interesting because, like, you know, we were talking about this the other day, not in particular about Intel, but like mm-hmm. where we really speculated on the whole like PC parts market. Right. Because, yes. you know, yes. us, in the, us in like our group chat, we always talk about building PCs and destroying PCs and stuff. Right. So it's like we were talking, uh, well, at least in my case. Oh, uh, so NVIDIA, NVIDIA is an interesting one because uh, this is an interesting one because we talked about NVIDIA and the new graphics cards they came out with, right? Oh, yes. So it's like, I'm sure NVIDIA probably had an amazing quarter considering no one was able to buy their graphics cards online. But like, this is interesting on the Intel perspective because I think this is just the first blow to Intel. I think the next blow to Intel is really going to come once... Um, once Apple re- announces their official new Silicon Max, right? Like, uh, I think that's yeah. when the next blow to Intel is going to come because it's going to be like, oh, shit, they just lost the whole Apple market, right? You're 100%, you're 100% right. I think Intel has been, uh, unfortunately, been a kind of stale 
in the last yeah. few years. Yeah, I think I, it's seen better days, you know? Yeah, it, it, it's, it's starting to make, for at least me, this is purely my opinion, but it's starting to feel to me like how IBM was. Yeah, in, I was going Like, after their heyday and, you know, innovating and stuff like that in the, in the 70s and 80s, they kind of, like, kind of fell into this role of just data centers and, and just providing yeah, service. rest on your laurels. Well, we'll yeah. See, right, because here's the, here's the difference, like, you know, processors will keep moving forward right like the, the innovation 100%. the innovation on a processor won't stop so but will that innovation thing. come from intel or will it Who come knows? from what, new no. players like apple apple's been going nuts lately well right? so i'm not even i'm not even, even not even thinking about apple i'm thinking about amd amd has been pushing real hard in the last few recent that. years they're, that they've been really yeah though they've been really pushing a lot and not only just making uh what's it called high cores chips and with really good performance in terms of not even i don't even talk about gaming i'm talking about like workshop uh, applications Mm -hmm. like photoshop and those things Mm -hmm. but they've been making it affordable you know amd's always been the forgotten child so this is going to be interesting to see how amd plays into it believe it or not i see microsoft entering this market with their own chip now that i think apple has done it i think microsoft is just waiting to see how apple performs in it and if apple kills it which there's a 50 50 i think more like 75 25 chance they do right like i see microsoft doing the same thing with their lineups on the surface books and everything i mean we'll see. I, I, I definitely I imagine see that under to be honest but we'll, we'll have to see it's a big job you gotta remember too it's yeah. a very big to take on just like going directly to chips it's not saying microsoft can't do it but it, it's it's a lot more headache for them to not also implement that in all of their product lines but we'll see maybe they go the we'll see. anyway now we're going to start away some more bad news. This week kind of just title this week the week of bad news. I'm, I'm gonna God damn, right man. I, Maybe I, you just I, got it from bad sources. You I, know? I can't control the news. The news controls me. Now, the next one, you're going to be delighted if you're uh, not an Apple fanboy or if you didn't buy the new Apple iPhone because there's some bad news in the iPhone. Uh, okay. big, basically, the battery sucks. <laughs> so oh, that's great. I told you so, this was gonna happen, right? I told you. I expected this. The you whole did. You did. You did out, tell I us. knew the battery was gonna be terrible. You uh, so to get from it's Karen's, funny because not what was it four? You called this out like what three, four weeks ago when we first announced the five G. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. We talked about this. This was a this was not a an issue that's coming out of nowhere. This is something like uh, Floor said. He we talked about this. I think during our. Uh, what was it? 5G. Our, I think we talked about during yeah, our 5G episode. Yeah, we talked about it during our 5G episode. We, we talked about how the power hungry it can be, especially during early adoptance uh, for this. Another but chip, more it, antennas equals more battery consumption. Like, it's, it's, huh. it's, come on, Apple. How did you not see this coming? So, basically, as the iPhone 12 has been launching across the world, users are seeing very troubling results from regarding their battery life. So, there were some benchmarks being played with these new iPhones. And essentially, you're getting, uh, to put this in perspective, uh, the regular iPhone 12 lasts 8 hours and 25 minutes over AT&T's 5G. Last year's iPhone 11 whopped on 11 hours and 16 minutes over 4G. So you're talking about you're losing about... That's a drastic difference. That's a drastic difference. But uh, what I'll say here is that uh, 8 hours of battery time is still a shit ton of battery time. But like... I mean, eight you gotta remember that it's really though. It's not really a lot of. If you think about it, eight hour battery time. That's eight hours on a one conditions because it could be eight ideal hours of yeah. It could be ideal conditions 
most likely we're not going to always give it the ideal condition. You yeah. could be just trying to video stream or playing games like you were too earlier. I'll just put Snapchat on the background. Your battery's going to be gone in about two hours. 100%. And not to mention that with every battery, those those times are when you get the phone new. That that Those uh, eight hours go down every month, 100% you dramatically. Spend, you can't even go spend a full day at the beach or the amusement park without having to charge your phone in the middle of the day now. Exactly. Yeah, this is... Uh... Apple's going to have to innovate. I think we see a 12S in next year's lineup saying, hey, we fixed the battery problem, guys. We fixed it, you know. Uh, 100%. And, uh, you know, to get to uh, to the idea of this, it's not just uh, the 5G that's the true culprit. This is one of the, it's one of the big problems, but it's another issue what Apple decided on. And the thing that they decided on was to have a smaller battery. So, <laughs> I mean, physics just tells you smaller space, less power, you know, like. So the iPhone 11 has like a 3000 millihertz uh, battery. Mm -hmm. the, the new iPhone has a 2800, so about 200 less. Um, that's a big difference there. That's a big difference. And, you know, the it, doesn't decision... sound a lot, it doesn't sound big, but guys, it's a big difference. Well, it's not, it's not a big difference, but the problem what really amplifies the, uh, the problem here is that you're Decreasing the battery the same year you decided to introduce 5G, you know? Increasing yeah, so consumption and reducing the amount of milliamps of your battery. Like, those two things. Exactly. Yeah, it's, a, it's a double whammy here. Yeah, it's, it's a double whammy. It's a double whammy. Now, this is all purely because of the decision to make the new phones thinner and also smaller, and as you see with the new iPhone, and lighter with that new iPhone mini and everything like that. So, this is a purely this uh, design decision that Apple decided now, to go through, and they're paying question... the cost. My question here is that is this just iPhone 12 or is this affecting the Pro, the Max, and the other lineups as well? This is affecting pretty much all of them across the board. Only the 12 has been tested uh, oh, thoroughly. I, it make, I mean, it makes sense. I mean, like Forrest said earlier, as you decrease the capacity and and, uh, and, the, and the consumption increases, it's going to affect no matter what kind of phone it is, you know? Well, I got to go and text a couple coworkers and a couple family members who already got the iPhone 12. So this is going to be an exciting conversation to have. It's going to be good. I mean, if you get the Pro, what is it, the 12 Max Pro, whatever, mm -hmm. you're, you probably won't feel it as much because it is a bigger phone, right? So that means they were able to put a bigger battery. Uh, but you're still going to feel that performance. Now, of course, you know, you can always just turn off the 5G, which, again, like I said, if you turn off the 5G, it, it goes up, I think, almost two hours. Yeah, almost two hours of, um, of time. It goes from eight but hours again, to five minutes. That's that's if the consumer goes in and actually turns it off, right? Not the average consumer is going to be like, ah, I don't care. I mean, yeah, but I I would, I would hope the faith in the average how, consumer knows how to turn off. Most people 5G. aren't even going to know that turning off five G will give you better battery life. Yeah, yeah, I guess that's a good point. Like these are these are we're getting these news from like tech blogs and stuff like that, right? These guys have somewhat of an I want to say somewhat because I've seen other blogs, but like I would say somewhat of an adequate grasp on technology, right? Go tell 100%. your grandma who just got the new iPhone. Be like, all right, grandma, you got to turn off 5G. Let me know look how that conversation goes. Look at this camera. So beautiful. <laughs> like, I mean, like, yeah, 100%. To be honest, though, I mean, we've been in this situation uh, years ago when 4G first rolled around, right? It was it was plagued with issues. I remember how calls were dropping left and right mm -hmm. uh, for the early for the other adopters. And again, the, the performance issue was a big thing. Batteries were being drained more quickly than 4G. We've been here before. Again, if you're an early adopter of the technology, you're going to face the punishments of being an early adopter. It's going to happen, you know. But hopefully, you know, technically improves mm -hmm. and, you know, be able to make it more efficient use of the 5G network over Absolutely. time.
But right, so we'll yeah. see the 12S in next year's lineup, guys. You heard it here first. 12S <laughs> is in next year's lineup. Like, I already have my pre-order in. Battery life. I already have my pre-order in. <laughs> I mean, I mean, think about it. It's a true Apple move to create the problem this year to solve it next to year. To solve it next year, right? It's uh, that, true that's Apple innovation. Move, right? That's innovation. It's, now, it's, it's going to be the 13A. Ooh. 13 oh, A, B, C. <laughs> they're taking out Google. 13 for, uh, and the A is for big ass battery. That's what it's going to be. <laughs> big oh, ass battery. Oh, yeah. Anyway, we're not completely stepping away from Apple now. We got one more news indirectly. I don't know if you guys heard of Johnny Ivy. Yeah, uh, no, what about Johnny Ives? He's been hired by Airbnb. He's a contractor, though, now. He left yes. a couple yes. years ago. He's a, con- he he's started, a consultant now. He is. He has his own new firm. His new firm is called... Um, I forgot what it is. So it's I a weird... what it was called. Love from. Love from. Love yeah. from. So he mm-hmm. made it. So he made a new firm. Uh, uh, if you guys didn't know, he used to work for Apple. He was basically the head. He was of the Apple. Yeah. He was the, basically uh, to quote his achievements. He was responsible for the design of several generations of the iPhone, the iPad, the Mac, and the first Apple Watch. So the original design of the Apple Watch that was purely him. Uh, he is known. That's only modern. Like you that's only about the iPods, the old Macintoshes. He's done everything. His well, as I said, everything. Macs, iPods, iPhones. I said that. Um, mm. He also known as he was known as Apple's co-founder and Steve Jobs' spiritual partner. That was his uh, title mm. given to him. And he was also the key design of of the, uh, Apple's new campus and redesign to the to the mm-hmm. retail stores that we see now that are famous across all nations. So this and, guy has a huge reputation behind his line. Mm-hmm. And uh, and yeah. uh, you know and side. And side yeah. note, he's an also a very avid car lover who's known to get into a bunch of car accidents. Right? It's really funny. You guys should check it out. But yeah. Well, it's one to one. If you're a car lover, you're gonna you're gonna love car crashes, I guess. Um but yeah, so he left the cup, I think it was like last year. Uh he left Apple uh to start up his own firm, uh Love From. And you know, Apple already claimed already uh you know reported that they're gonna still be working with him through his firm. But Airbnb announced just recently that they're going to be hiring his firm and indirectly him to work for uh, Airbnb. So you know what? it's a good move. It's a good move. But Absolutely. my main question around this is what are they hiring him for? Is it for a tech stack or is it like houses? Like what's it for? So that's a great question. I'm glad you asked that uh, too. So uh, essentially he'll be uh, – they're try- Airbnb is trying to push for design for differ- differentiating themselves uh, in the online retail booking space. Oh, okay. Uh, cool. So basically what they're – the idea is that he'll be helping in essentially uh, helping design their websites and mobile apps, you know, making it more differential, kind of like, you know, spurring design first and kind of pushing that innovation. And more importantly, they have their own backyard group with uh, experimental product team that helps develop and design houses. And he has his expertise in product design will be highly efficient in that, in that team. Yeah. So there's definitely work for him. They're, they're, they haven't specified exactly where his his expertise and efforts will be completely uh, focused on. Uh, they they mostly uh, lay this as a special collaboration, and not to mention Airbnb's chief executive officer Brian said that him and Ivy are longtime friends. So you know you can see why they were he was hired. All right, Johnny, let's uh, let's see let's see what you got up your sleeve because he's been honestly ever since he's left Apple, right? I think he left few years ago it's been a while actually but he's he's innovated some amazing tech things and i can't wait to see what he comes up with next it's always exciting seeing things from johnny very cool what do you think what do you think for i'm kind of curious on your perspective on this you know I mean, this is it's a big space right like like this, this whole like 
digital design, marketing, differentiating yourself from your from your uh, competitors. Like this is like probably one of your fastest growing industries over the last five years, and like you know the fact that now this guy who did a lot of really really good work for mm -hmm. Apple is gonna kind of I guess lead this lead this industry now. Single handedly, he's probably become mm -hmm. the new top top uh, consulting firm for that. Like You're right. Of work. For design, absolutely. So, yeah. 100%. I mean, it's not surprising at all, right? I mean, Apple's done so well. Everything he's worked on has done, you know, gangbusters on the market. So, like, you know, consumers love his work. I mean, I'm Airbnb, good, you know, good on them. I'd, if I had the money, I'd hire him too. It gets 100%. the people going. His designs are just, they speak volumes every time Apple drops something new. The news of his hiring alone is echoes and is worth the money alone just to, yeah. just to get the attention. Um, one thing I also loved is that. Airbnb, I don't know if you guys know this, has his own typeface, which echoes a lot with, you know, Steve Jobs's, you know, design focus back in the day. You know, he was always about typology and uh, the different types and stuff like that. So Airbnb yeah. definitely, ha I would say it's a perfect playground and company for Johnny to, you know, step back into yeah. the shoes and work with someone that's not Apple. So we'll see how it goes. All eyes are on him. But that's all for now in terms of him. Now we move away. We get to something a little bit, a little bit more... Good news now. How about that? You know, it's spooky month, right? Spooky month. So let's have some spooky news. And some of the spooky news we have today is games. So, you know, even though festivals have been kind of being canceled because of the pandemic, you know, trick-or-treating is not going to be as fun this year, unfortunately, and a lot of special events have been canceled. Video games and the video game industry as a whole has been stepping up to provide some real spooky events across all different platforms. And so we, I'm excited just, you know, with the pandemic coming on, I'm going to just do my service and kind of list out if you're out there, you know, enjoying spooky month and you can, you have a, a smaller sibling or you just don't know what to do this spooky month. There's some great events for you guys to check out. Wait, let me guess. And, you know, Fortnite's got some Halloween events. Hmm? They got it. So that Fortnite is one. <laughs> Fortnite is one. So Fortnite has brought back their popular. Minecraft is probably another. It is. I will kind of. Let me, let me go through them. Fortnite has brought back their popular Fortnite mayor's a halloween event uh it is essentially players can now do challenges and stuff like that to, and and basically get new uh customization and options you know spooky month themed of course new and they also updated the whole map to have basically a whole spooky month aesthetic to it right mm -hmm. the, the whole gameplay mechanic is also real interesting uh, if you guys don't know what fortnite is it's the battle rail kind of game so if you die you're out this this case with the new game mode if you die you become a zombie oh that's and, so cool. uh, and awesome. you can, and you have, you know, can't use a gun anymore, but you have new special abilities. Essentially, you can, you know, jump and roam and like, grab, and you can still help out your teammates even when you're down. So that's oh, a really... finally, I finally have something to do in Fortnite. Finally, two can actually contribute to us winning. <laughs> so that's cool. And on Halloween night, they're gonna have uh, a Latino music artist, Jay Belvin, uh, performing. Jay Belvin? In... Yeah, he's gonna have a in-game concert in Fortnite. Oh, that's awesome. So big news for Fortnite, and Fortnite's not the only one. As Stu mentioned earlier, Minecraft is also making uh, news. In terms of the actual Minecraft game, they are, they're not doing anything. You know, just Halloween packs and discounts on them. However, the other game, Minecraft Dungeons, is doing a special event. You can do challenges and stuff like that, unlock Halloween-themed costumes and armor and stuff like that. So that's really cool. Call of Duty Cold uh, Warzone has been also recently announced their Halloween event, and it's making big headlines. Just, it just started this week. They're, uh, essentially, it's a new limited time mode 
which adds a similar to Fortnite, a Halloween theme across all their maps and a scavenger hunt throughout the whole map. Okay. Uh, and it's bringing some classic horror franchises, including Saw and Tex- uh, Texas Chainsaw Massacre. So you can buy their outfits and dress them up. You could dress up as, uh, what's that guy's name? Uh, Jigsaw. And, you know, hunt down some players across the map. And, and Leatherface and just, you know, go, in, go into town and just really carve up some wins. Yep. And it's just like uh, Fortnite, they're also changing up the game mode. So if you die in this new zombie rail mode, you actually become a like basically a zombie. And you have new abilities. You can jump really high. You can grab opponents. And you can still actually get revived as a zombie if you kill two players and, you know, syringe yourself back up to uh, a normal player. So it's a huge twist. Uh, Battle Royals have been really kind of cha- changing their things up. Uh, some light notes at... Pokemon Go is also doing it. They're also doing the Halloween event, and Animal Pokemon Crossing. Pokemon Go still exists. Well, hold up. How Pokemon Go still go. How could you? How could you forget? Among Us is decorated for Halloween. Oh, Among that Us. One, that one I picked up on. Among mm-hmm. Us is also decorated, and, and I guess since we're on on the news on Among Us, Among Us has also recently announced that they're the uh, the developers have recently announced new updates are coming to the game real soon. They've also announced Among Us Two is on its way. To be determined at what time, though. No, I think they're focusing on one. No, no, I got an in-game announcement actually two days ago that says we are focused on Among Us Two, but the release is to be determined. But they'll leave the service that, that, up that's open a, that for was, one. That was the old. That was the old announcement. All right. Well, then maybe maybe my <laughs> notifications are delayed. I don't know, but we'll figure it out later. Yeah, it was an old announcement. I yeah. still get it sometimes. It's an old announcement from like three months ago. Uh, since the game blew up, they now decided they're only going to focus on the first one and completely cancel the second one. They're so pretty second much one is putting canceled. Among Us Two inside of Among Us One. They're going to like rebuild the game pretty much from the ground up. Yes, and they said one of the biggest features going to be coming real soon is actual an actual friend system. So that'll be really nice. This, you know, oh, thank God. So <laughs> that's going to be really cool. So you know, as spooky month may not be the same as other years, and the pandemic has made damper on some experiences. You can still enjoy some of these spooky themed events throughout yeah, this Halloween. I, I'm looking forward to them having um, actually hosted games on Among Us because. Uh, I don't know if you guys have seen, but there's actually quite a problem with hackers in Among Us recently. And yes, yeah. yes, they actually did notify that so, in their update. If you don't, if you don't know why this happens, it's because all of the, all, pretty much all of the features are handled on the client side, right? So you, as a user, if you were to input the kill command while you're a crewmate, it's just going to go off, right? The only thing that's removed is the fact that you don't have a kill button, right? You don't have the button. You don't have the ability to do it like through your like I guess interfaces, but if someone was to just write code that would call the kill command, bam, now you've killed someone while you're a crewmate, right? I'm sure you guys see where I'm going with this. It's just kind of bad entitlements. And bad just bad I guess I know what I'm doing tonight. Like... Better not. Uh, I forgot to mention, thanks for reminding me for the the other big uh, update, uh, aside from the friend system, was they're going to update the, the whole server architecture too. So... Those two bigs are basic. Those two big features are basically what's be coming out. Not not a lot of like content wise, but necessary changes that are needed to really solidify the experience. So we'll see. We'll be seeing more from them real soon. Anyway, enough for games. We're moving on to the next thing, right? Some more tech stuff. Ubuntu twenty point ten has released, but with full support for Raspberry Pi. Oh man! Whoa! So essentially, with this new uh, update. Uh, you can now, I believe, for Raspberry Pis two, three, and four, get a full desktop experience. Yeah, uh, with a bunch excited of... now. This is that's so game these... changing. You could you could run the same exact operating system now 
on your hundred percent that you can on your full desktop. That makes so it such a seamless experience. That's I gotta so go update my Pi like right now. So if you guys didn't know, if you know what we're talking about right now, uh, it used to be for Raspberry Pi, you needed a a special Ubuntu that light. was primarily light, essentially that was optimized for uh, basically uh, Raspberry Pi's lighter hardware uh, and allowed to run still kind of seamless. Uh, but with this new update. They basically uh, have changed the architecture and allow for full desktop experience. And this will be really well with uh, the new Raspberry Pi 4, which has now 8 gigabytes of RAM. So, oh, hell yeah, it is. One of those, maybe two. So, I, got, I did snag one of those. I will say it is awesome. Like It is amazing. Just, that's literally a whole computer inside of that one Raspberry Pi, which in Raspberry Pi is like 100 bucks, right? And it's like, honestly, it is probably one of the best purchases I have made this year. I would personally say that. And wow. two, just right now, live on the podcast, said that he's going to be buying me a Raspberry Pi 4. Thank you. Now he's making two best purchases <laughs> of this. <laughs> <laughs> two best purchases. Also, since we're on the Raspberry Pi news, I, I mean, I don't think we reported this, but Raspberry Pi also announced, I think last week, uh, their Raspberry Pi 4 modular uh, component. Nice. So if you guys want you know what that is, essentially they have... Aside from their Raspberry Pi main entry of lineups, they have this modular one where you can basically buy a modular board and you can buy modular chips uh, for Raspberry Pis. They used they had it for the 2 and the 3. They finally did it for the 4. And with the 4, you basically can customize how much RAM you want, how much VRAM you want, and stuff like that. So you can get pretty experimental if you want something specific for your needs. Wow. Uh, and the prices actually do adjust with how much resources you get. So that's pretty cool. Uh, but yeah. So Raspberry Pi has been really blowing up. They've been doing great news. And honestly, I'm really excited what they have in the future with all these microsystems really rising up with popularity. It's going to be really exciting to see how this stuff. It's going to be a lot of fun. I have a lot of great ideas already with what to do with these. Anyway, let's go on to our last story. And it's a big one. It's the only big story, right? Uh, And, you know, I made it the last one because it's pretty big. And it's with Quibit. Quibit. Uh, So this has been blowing up. Quibby? 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 What? Wait a minute. Quibby. I forgot how you say it. I, I think it was Quibby. 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 That's Quibby. it. It's Quibby. 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 Okay. Quibby. You know, maybe part of the reason was that no one... Um, <laughs> but essentially, after six months of after their launch back in April, they just completely have said in the uh, open form that they are shutting down. Uh, it, it's pretty sad news to see a company shut down. Um... But just well, Amazon's give... happy. Amazon's happy. Yes, mm-hmm. Amazon's happy. Uh, in a way, I guess Disney's kind of happy. Uh, yeah. just be- just because the founder. If you guys don't know, the founder is uh, what's his name? Jeffrey. Uh, Jeffrey. Jeffrey. Who, Jeffrey Katzenberg. Who, who, if you don't know, is the guy who made DreamWorks, a huge rival of Disney's uh, animation studio. Have you guys so, heard Shrek? Yeah, yeah but, that was his job. But here's the thing, right? Like, I don't, I don't understand why anyone would care about Quibi. It's like they're it's a completely separate market, right? Like. Quibi, if I, it, let's let's say that I did want to actually use Quibi, I'm not like it's not replacing my Netflix watching. They're different timed events, like I think at least, right? Like the whole way they market it was like, oh, you gotta go wait like a few minutes for a uh, like all, all the ads I got. It made it look like, oh, you're waiting to pick up your food. Just a Quibi, sir. Like blah 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 blah. Just a Quibi, sir. It sounds like that's exactly why. That just sounds stupid to say. Like, right? So, like that. That it. It didn't even look like they were like edging in the same market because, like, I'm not gonna sit there watch Netflix while I'm waiting for my food. That's gonna take five or ten minutes, right? So, like, 
It served a good purpose. I think that they just killed with advertising. When I see your ads 75,000 times, it makes me not want to download your app. So, Well, that's the thing. Also, we got to clarify, right? Uh, they had a lot of money. So they're, they're sorry not They got had... $1.75 billion. Yeah, it's pretty rare to see a, a startup with that much of a basically a, a starting fund. Yeah, runway, essentially. A starting fund to really go out. Usually they have to struggle for a bit, have to prove themselves, but they, but you got to remember these guys, they're, they're not, they're not nobodies. They kind of proved themselves. Like we said, over Jeffrey is the leader of DreamWorks. The so. other one was Meg Whitman. If you guys don't know Meg Whitman, Meg Whitman was the, you know, she's an American business executive, right? But she was the head of P&G, Dropbox, and a bunch of other, you know, board member positions yeah. she holds. So she's, she's well known in the business. She's well known. So it's, it's not, it's no, it's not a big surprise for them to able to conjure up all this money from investors. You know, they said they attack a lot of top executives to like pitch them in and invest in this. And, you know, they have experience. So it made sense that it seemed like a good bet. Uh, but sadly, a lot of people are trying to, you know, it's a really good story for anyone who's into like, uh, you know, enter, uh, you know, enterprise businesses and stuff and entrepreneurs, because it's a really good curious case to look into because essentially they had the backing, they had, you know, good leadership, uh, but the timing was all wrong. And some may even say the vision and the goal was kind of wrong. You know, a mobile only entertainment seems kind of not my so idea. Jeff himself, right, sent an email to all employees after he told them they're laying them all off. Um, besides telling them to listen to a song from Trolls, he was like, yeah, he basically just admitted that the idea was kind of suckish and that the pandemic really screwed them over. But like, you know what? It's it's hard to listen, say here. I'm telling you, I don't hard to say. think it was a terrible idea, okay? Because I think it had its small use cases, right? Like I said, oh, you're just getting food real quick and there's a short wait. Okay, maybe I can watch a quick video just to keep myself entertained, right? Like, it there there's times when that would have been interesting for me to for for people to have and if the content was good i'm sure people would have watched it and would have used it but i think you're right the pandemic for one it killed all those niche use cases that people would have actually used the app for and two yeah they over advertised i think they over advertised like like i said maybe it's just me but when I see so many ads for the same thing, the last thing I want to go do is support that company because now you've just invaded my life by force. Yeah, but to your point, for like, I really didn't see the appeal of this. Like, why would I like? I could easily just check social media instead of watching a short video on Quibi. And more than likely, I probably would just end up on YouTube going on one of the random recommended for 15 years ago that they always throw at us, right? And like, call that a day. You so know, see, I, I don't know. Maybe, maybe it's just me, but sometimes I just get very, very bored scrolling through social media. And like, you know, there's only so many posts like on, on on Facebook, Instagram, whatever, right? Like, I can't only scroll through so many things. And like, if I finish that on the car ride over to the store or whatever, let's say I just didn't have anything left. Like, honestly, I think the biggest, comp- I think the biggest thing what Quibi could have done to maybe save them is. I don't know. I don't know if you guys been to those gas stations around us, right? That have like those little TV monitors on the gas station that yeah. they're showing random news and stuff that's going on. Yeah, yeah. I think that would have been the perfect market for Quibi if they were aiming for that. But because they were targeting your phone and doing a bunch of other stuff, it kind of just fell out of hand. But we could it's, speculate all night. We could it, speculate it's, all night on this. It's, but it's it's, it's, a, it's a weird case. It's a really weird case. You know, it it, it probably could be because the pandemic, like Four said. The pandemic has killed pretty much those those niche okay. cases that you would use this completely. A lot of people even even clear out say that. Hard to say if it's a hundred percent the fault, but it's definitely a factor in the play. Yep. And I, honestly, it, it wasn't for me at least. It wasn't an idea just even I would enjoy. I would I would still say strongly that if the pandemic wasn't happening, I probably still wouldn't be subscribed to this. 
Yep. Yeah. All right. Well, anyway, guys, that was another episode of TechCast. I hope you enjoyed Thank you so hearing all of this news for this week. Um, you know, go ahead and make sure you're going to check us out on social media at the 429 Podcast, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, YouTube channel. Our website, the429podcast.com. Yep, yep, yep. yep. Uh, and other than that, we look forward to being able to talk to you some more, and we'll catch you in our next episodes. Bye, guys. Bye, guys.